0: Everybody, welcome to our second uh, Game of Thrones recap for episode two of season six, entitled Home. Uh, I'm Casey, and with us here we have Elaine. Hi. And Steve. Hello. And in the background, Whitney, just for moral support. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So this was the second episode of season six and it starts off with us up north of the wall with Bran Stark um, who is in a sort of like lucid dream flashback memory of someone else seems that he has been practicing his working and uh, we see young Ned, young Ned Stark practicing his wooden sword training and we get our first glimpse of Lyanna Stark, I think, in the whole series, who was Ned's sister and Robert Baratheon's like love.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Rush.
0: Um, and we also get a glimpse of young Hodor, who is called Willis at this point, and he can he can talk, um, which Bran was surprised by. And yeah, what did you guys think of this introduction, Steve, reintroduction of Bran
2: into the world?
3: Steve, you can go first since I talked the most.
2: <laughs> cool. Okay, uh, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I really liked the explanation on why they did the scene that they gave in the featurette, which wasn't in the actual episode where they were saying like they they really wanted to kind of touch on the history of the series, but they they can't, they didn't want to do flashbacks. So they had like flashbacks were cheap. Uh, so I think they found like a kind of a happy medium in exploring like the extent of brand and the three Ravens like power to kind of project their consciousness, not only like into other people, but also like through time. It's, I thought that was very interesting. And it was also cool that you got to see, uh, you know, Leanna Stark, who's like one of the a kind of a pivotal, pivotal character that, uh, I don't even think you get to see in the books, so it was it was neat seeing that, and also, um, seeing the kind of like parallels in Winterfell between um, Bran's childhood and his father's childhood, and and seeing how like these characters are sort of like in this like uh, <laughs> this like very true detective like loop, where everything that happens happens again. It seems true detective loop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. Yeah, I liked it too. And the episode is actually called "Home," and it starts with uh Bran back home, quote unquote, um, which I liked. And he said, because like the Three Eyed Raven told him that like if he stayed working too long, then he would like I-, I guess just like implied something bad would happen. Because he said the thing about it's beautiful beneath the sea. If you stay too long, you'll drown. Mm-hmm. But if you stay down on your drown, he you said, I wasn't drowning, I was home. I was like, ah, title. Um, yeah, it had a bit of a, a
0: Harry Potter vibe, like, looking into the mirror that shows you, like, your truest desire.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, what was interesting about this scene? Like, what do you – actually, what do you think, like, the purpose is? Do you think it's, just, like, just to start introducing us to Liana and – like where is it going the like flashback I think
0: the flashback I think it's been implied just with the trailers and with the characters that they brought in in this flashback but the war is going to play a big part and maybe we can see some of the like young younger Ned Stark and Robert as they're in the war and the I know that Doran is still around um probably for the purpose of showing us the, the tower of joy and the battle that took mm-hmm. place around there. Um, and it's a, just another way to tie Danny back to Westeros, which I think is important because it's going to show the Targaryens and it just, uh, it kind of keeps it all together and keeps all the characters relevant. I think.
2: Yeah. I'm getting the distinct feeling that like, that the show is just gonna go ahead and say like, guess what? Like John, John Snow is, uh, is a Targaryen, like, <laughs> like it's, yeah. it really, it really feels like that's kind of the purpose for this, for this whole uh, mechanic. I guess you could say this, the storytelling mechanic is to show like the, 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 history, like basically everything that preempted the show, like how we got to this point, but also to like concretely say, like, this is the secret behind Jon Snow. And, you know, this is this is his father and his mother, and here's a tower of joy, and yada 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 yada. Like, I, yeah. And it looked like from the um, from the next time on Game of Thrones, we're gonna get more flashbacks, and so yeah, I immediately thought like, oh, okay, well, you know, the show's just gonna come on say it. It's not gonna pussyfoot around this thing anymore.
3: Yeah, and I agree with you, Steve, that it's a good um mechanic to showing us the uh like past and things that you can. not explain like they can in the books to people like <laughs> my mom who watches the show and like doesn't read a <laughs> bunch of shit about it like I do um, so I-, I do like the him um, this whole mystical thing since it fits like I don't feel like they're forcing it with Brand doing this because it feels mm-hmm. in line with like what they've taught us about these mystical types yeah I'm glad that it's kind of in a place
0: of like really long expositional scenes where it's just a character like telling a story or like they could have easily just had the old man who was there with him um telling him all this or like remembering this but to actually put him in the scene I think it just makes it a bit more uh impactful
3: totally um I don't want to because it's like probably the least interesting part of the whole episode so I don't want to like delve into it too much but um Do you guys have any theories on this Hodor thing? Because I feel like they made a pretty big to-do about showing that Hodor wasn't always um, Hodor (laughs) and showing him, like, fully conscious and all that stuff. So, um, I feel like – I mean, I don't know how much of
0: an impact it's going to have on the grand scheme of things, but – I think it's just a kind of a way to keep him like I said, to keep him relevant and to keep us caring about him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see if they work it in. Um, I don't know if it, it would really like affect the story one or the other, but I think it, it would be a cool like, I don't know, like a C plot to sort of like weave that into Brand's story and, and and give it a little more like emotional weight if something terrible happens to Hodor. I also enjoyed <laughs> I also enjoyed the scene where Brand like asked Hodor what was going on and Hodor just responded uh you know yeah, Hold on. yeah. yeah he, so, lo-
3: he looks so sad though oh, no. <laughs> yeah I know. and like serious it's
2: like, it, yeah it's like he, he has one of those like you know psychosomatic blocks where like you can tell he like understands things but he can't um he can't uh express himself so i, I don't know i think it would be a cool uh little c-plot um and it, it obviously like is you know I, I don't know. I feel like it's definitely telling you, like, you know, something terrible is going to happen.
3: <laughs> right. Like, yeah. we, the, you know that they're setting us up to see what happens to him. Right. And I yeah. don't surprise. He's tortured by Bruce Bolton. Oh, God. Yeah, oh little baby, <laughs> little kid, Bruce Bolton being a dick. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Yeah, Simon, and the last little bit about this scene
0: is uh, we see Leaf. They call her in this viewer's guide and she's a child of the forest and she speaks with Mira outside of the the weirwood tree and just tells her, like, she has to, basically she says you have to keep it together because Bran's going to need your help soon. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just, like, a little tiny uh, plot egg that they dropped there that she's going to become important.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of into the Child of the f- forest girl like sort of but i kind of wonder how people like i said like my mom or like a casual viewer think like what they think of that girl i know that isn't even what you were (laughs) talking about but like she's so yeah she's just so fantastical looking that yeah i feel like it might be really jarring to someone who's like what the who the what the fuck is that you know like
2: (laughs) yeah who's this chick with like gold eyes and like dryad skin like
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess someone
0: like we are pretty much constantly immersed in fantasy culture, whether it's, like, in video games or TV.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So we're, like, that's clearly, like, she's, like, a forest sprite. She's just a spirit of this wirewood tree. (laughs) It, like, makes sense to us. Right. But, yeah, to someone who watches Game of Thrones for, like, the Boobs and the fighting, they probably would be
3: no. I mean, because this show back. really did reach a lot of people that don't immerse themselves in fantasy stuff, so um, I am just mom who
2: likes boobs and fighting,
3: yeah. I don't think that's why my mom watches it, <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what she told me. I don't know, uh, maybe that is why she watches it, and maybe I'm making assumptions,
2: <laughs> yeah. I oh. did also like I didn't really catch Oh, go ahead.
3: Oh, no, I, I was just seeing that it does say her name was Leaf, and I just thought that was interesting that the guy says that when I didn't think we got any indication that her name was Leaf, but maybe we oh, did. No one really likes like, Leaf, go outside. See what beer is up to.
2: Yeah, uh, two more things. One, uh, really happy that they replaced Anonymous Old Man with Max von, Max von Sydow, because Max von Sydow <laughs> is awesome. Uh, yes. So I'm happy that he's in the series. Uh, and the second thing was, uh, I actually just looked at this uh, interesting, like, Side by side that BuzzFeed did that had a lot of parallels between uh, season one's courtyard scene and, and this scene. And I would suggest s- that anyone, anyone listening to this probably has already seen it. Um, but it's very cool to see like the uh, how they set everything up, um, how all these actions kind of play uh, into the start characters almost like genetically. <laughs> like, <That's awesome>. So <laughs> it, it was very cool. So Plus, like you the got first
3: see- episode of the whole series.
2: Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. Like that that Like, Bran's, like
3: practicing is, his uh his archery?
2: Yeah. It's like it's 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 very much mirrored. Like the two scenes are very very similar to each other. Yeah. Uh so it's pretty cool. Like even where Bran and Mox, Max Max Bonsador are like standing are the same spots that Caelin and Ned are when they're looking at Bran practicing in the courtyard. Oh. So it's very it's very cool. And you, got, you also got to see uh I didn't realize. I thought it was like another Stark brother, but the older uh, kid, the the I would say like young man that's like watching Ned and his brother practice is actually Sir Roderick, so like pre like awesome mm. mutton chops. He just has regular mutton chops in that scene, <laughs> still growing into them. So yep. that was kind of cool.
3: This episode was so jam packed that I like with other stuff that I wouldn't even. I wish I could have rewatched it. There was like so much stuff that happened and I only got to watch it the one time, but um. It,
0: it did I was surprised at how like very nostalgic it made me for like <laughs> like happy Winterfell times. Right. Like oh yeah.
3: even though there really yeah, wasn't was like- a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I I think that whole thing's pretty interesting. Um um but I don't know. I mean, so it's, it's kind of interesting, but then when you look at the rest of this episode, it's like, eh, hey, whatever, Bran, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, so at that is a good segue to move on <laughs> to
0: um, King's Landing with uh, what I've dubbed Unnecessary Penis Man oh,
3: totally. and
0: him <laughs> re-encountering or recounting the, um, how he reveals himself to Cersei during her walk of shame and then we quickly see uh, Frankenmountain I like how the viewer's guide describes it. The man looks up to find the mountain who then crushes his skull.
1: <laughs>
0: which is, is pretty accurate, pretty straightforward. Um, and then we have Cersei, who's clearly in mourning, um, tries to go to Marcella's funeral, but is blocked by the guards. And they say they inform her that Tommen has ordered that she remain in the castle quote unquote for her own safety. Um, and then Cersei kind of goes back to her quarters, begrudgingly. Um, and Tom and Jamie have their really nice moment over Marcella's body. And Tommen kind of confesses that he feels guilty and responsible for how his mother was treated and how, you know, his queen is still in jail. And how he's not strong enough to do the things that Jamie and Cersei kind of raised him to do. Um And then he goes to apologize to Cersei.
3: I feel so bad for Tommen. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you could go like two ways and be like, oh, God, he's so annoying that he just sat there and didn't do anything. And he's like so impotent and whatever. But like he's supposed to be how old? Like, what do you think they're going for at this age? Like 15, 16?
2: Yeah, he's not. He can't be much older than like Joffrey was when he started. Yeah. So he's got to be like. I think when we start the show, he's like nine or ten, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's probably like, like between like, I, I don't know, like thirteen and sixteen now.
3: Yeah, right. I wonder what the show wants him to be because, I mean, obviously the actor is whatever age, but the show probably, yeah. I feel like, is going for like fifteen or fourteen, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't make really any young. effort to, like, make him look older, like, with facial hair or, like, coloring or anything. So no, he was to, actually like, – like, they very much went for, like, the girly, um, yeah. the girly royalty thing that is pretty – probably historically accurate to a lot of uh, kings and young kings, like, where he had, like, a lot of rouge on and, like – Yeah. Uh, just looked like the really –
0: blue eyes. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so because of that, I feel terrible for him because, like – as annoying as it was, I really don't think there's anything he could have done in all in those situations. I mean, I don't know, like looking back.
2: Yeah, like, he's he's kind of got a raw deal. Um, I mean, especially because like, like if it was Joffrey, he would have just like you know killed everyone. <laughs> like that's that's how Joffrey responds to all threats. Uh, <laughs> but like Tommen's actually trying to be like a just king, but at the same time he doesn't have that like. He doesn't have the eye of the tiger that the rest of his family seems to, to come with. So, yeah, he's in a kind of a crappy situation and even crappier because his mom put him there by like, you know, empowering a zealot because just the like in this like petty power struggle she has, she's pretty much like not only screwed herself over, but. You know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. But obviously, you know, if that prophecy is to be true, she may have also signed her kid's death warrant, too, in the end. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, we'll think, see how this, I, I feel think, bad for him.
3: Yeah, I think Cersei definitely put into motion all of the terrible things that have happened.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, um, definitely. Also, unnecessary of- penis, man. Very necessary. Like, that, we need more cockney, like, scallywags that just sit there and they're like all right, all right all right and like talking about <laughs> flipping out their junk like that whole scene i, I felt was like, like
0: i felt like it was like in the intro to like a dickens novel and he was about <laughs> to get like jack the rippard
2: it totally <laughs> was. It was but 100 percent was like a dickens like ne'er-do-well um yeah and i just like the idea that the mountain is just like somehow like incognito skulking through alleyways (laughs) listening to people that talk shit.
3: I love (laughs) that. I mean, it made me like the mountain, right? I'm like, I want a big, (laughs) giant zombie. He's just like, yeah, he's a big attack dog, and
0: he's I feel like Cersei was like, If you hear anyone bad-mouthing my family, you just crush their fucking skulls. God, what I
3: wouldn't give walking (laughs) to work in New York City to have a giant zombie behind me to smash the skulls (laughs) of any guy who cat calls me or some shit. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: That's that's actually great in two ways. Like, it would be great to actually see a giant zombie behind you, but it would be even better if it was your cat, but (laughs) (laughs) giant-sized. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, yeah,
3: listeners – uh, okay. Elaine has a cat named zombie. If yeah. you are confused. Zombie's <laughs> so excited. When they talk about the dragons being the size of cats at some point, I was like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, that would be so cute to have. Uh, like, <laughs> I thought of you when they spoke about that because I was like, uh, Elaine would totally have a pet cat dragon. A cat sized dragon. But now that you're talking about a giant zombie as in my cat, having a dragon sized cat would also be kind of awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, one other thing in this scene is a pretty tense confrontation between Jamie and the Sparrow, where the Sparrow kind of does his Sparrow thing, where he kind of smiles and says something that's, that doesn't really sound threatening, but then all of his other little Sparrows come out from the shadows with their, their tattooed heads and their, their maces and morning stars. And kind of just He basically says, you can kill me if you want but you're not going to make it far afterwards
3: yeah Um, i i i always i think i complained about this last year but like his character makes me so sad because minus the insane zealotry thing with like the annoying puritanical cult behind him he's like the charismatic leader of the people and someone like uh compared him to bernie sanders and i'm like no he's like a the evil, like corrupted Bernie Sanders. Don't compare.
2: Yeah, it. he's like he's like Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders. Like got put into like one of those like the fly pods and came out like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: a horrible, horrible mispatch. That's
0: so funny. <laughs> he's like if Bernie Sanders met Inglorious Bastards. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I I like and I hate him because you know I'm not a big fan of religious zealotry, but I also enjoy the fact that he is. Like a natural foil to all the like fucking like absolute like self centered bullshit that you've mm-hmm. been force fed this entire series with all of the like noble houses thinking that like you know their their word is law and that their way is the only way. Like, I, I enjoy this like little people's uprising,
3: yeah, that's what I mean. I love that shit, but yeah. I just hate who's
0: doing it <laughs> exactly. I was yeah. really happy to see. As I said last time, like, I, I'm i excited to see Jamie as a bad guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that make him a bad guy? Because it, I, at no, this I mean, point. i just not not nice guy, Jamie, who's like, I'll help out my friend Brianne, and uh, like, I have one arm, and I'm sad about it. He's just like, he's mm-hmm. back to being his old dickish self, and he's like, you made me mad. I'm going to just stab you right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Sparrow is someone who's who stands up to him and is like, okay.
2: Yeah, to it, happens, it, happens it to where happens. Jamie goes. Like, I I do like that he's, like, definitely a more complex character. Because it, at the start, yeah, he was a dick, but he was also, like, like, he is nowhere near uh, as... It seems like he's grown up a lot. Like, having all these, like, terrible, terrible things happen to him, it mm-hmm. seems like he is not, like... Because at first he was basically, like, this foppish, pr- like, prancy, pansy dick that was an amazing fighter. (laughs) With his, like,
0: gold plate armor. Yeah, yeah, he was
2: very vain uh, and very, like, haughty. And now it seems like he's less haughty, but I I don't know, it seems like that's been stripped away from his character. And what you're left is, like, someone that's a lot more decisive and also easier to empathize with.
3: Yeah, he was, was like, a snooty prick before, and now he's, like, kind of a hard-ass.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It seems like he... You know, being like a hell prisoner for a few years in a pig pen, and then having his arm sliced off, like, has given him a little bit of like focus.
3: That seems to be <laughs> um, a thing for George R. R. Martin. He's like, take a character who's got flaws, put them through an extreme amount of torture over the course of many years, and then they come back a slightly less terrible human being. Yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe I mean,
0: it's, it's basically...
3: his. Maybe it's his metaphor of
0: like going to college. I was gonna say the same thing. I was <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: like, <laughs> high school, like. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> High school is just four years of torture, let's face it. <laughs>
0: um, any more on King's Landing before I move on to Braavos?
3: Well, we didn't really talk about um, Tommen going back to... Oh, yeah, to his... speak to Cersei. Yeah, who yeah. keeps her back to him the whole time while he's apologizing. Mm-hmm. And this is another part where I felt bad for him because he seemed really genuine and... and um. It was also interesting because you kind of don't know this whole time Tommen's been like in his room crying or something, right? Like we yeah. didn't get to know what he was doing while uh, Jamie was doing, or Cersei was doing the walk of shame and when we see everyone in the cells, like we never got a sense of where Tommen was other than sulking uh-huh. in his room. So then now yeah. that we finally got to see him, it seems like he's been kind of like stewing in his chambers of over what he's allowed to happen. And so mm-hmm. now I, I am really curious what this means now that he's gone to his mom and been like, "Help me, be a, be the conniving, like, manipulative leader I need to be to like get power back," which I like because he realized he's like, "Okay, I'm playing it this way it isn't working. Help me, mom." Yeah, yeah, I I liked it a
0: lot. I I the whole time I was thinking like Cersei kept her back to him and she just like had no reaction because she was like disappointed at how genuine he was being. She's like, "Oh." This is not gonna this isn't the way to do this.
3: Yeah, rule number one, stop having a heart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then finally when he was like, Teach me your ways, she like turned to him and like that's when I feel like she like did forgive him and she did it, like embrace him again.
3: Yeah, she's like finally people admit that I know, (laughs) like maybe I know what I'm doing. (laughs) She's like, I haven't just
0: been saying this shit for like 30 years of my life for no reason.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see if she's gonna try to like twist this to her advantage again, or yeah. if she's really just going to, you know, I don't know. Like we all know that, that the Marjorie heresy feud is far from over. Mm-hmm. So curious to see where this is going to, where this is going to end up because I don't think that, I think it's unlikely that she'll be able to like, pull Tommen so far to her side that he'll like betray Marjorie that he'll never that try to get her out or
3: something yeah yeah
2: that seems to be something she's <laughs> really concerned about because I mean he had sex and that's pretty you know
0: <laughs> yeah but I feel like
2: great for a kid part
0: of why he was like so adamantly on her not because she had sex with him but because he was happy with her and like he actually did love her but yeah. now that, that she's stuck in jail and he can't feel that connection anymore. I think Cersei's definitely gonna play that to her advantage a bit and kind of slowly try and, you know, tear him away from that feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll like twist it and be like, if she really loved you, she'd be out of jail. Like
3: <laughs> I don't know. No, I am I'm, I'm genuinely really curious as like kind of the path they're gonna take with Jamie, Cersei and Tommen now. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
3: because she's out, Tommen is obviously the free roaming and he's the king technically and um jamie's there so i, I i'm curious to see their um course of action yeah. and actually and go-
1: oh go ahead
3: <laughs> oh sorry uh, the <laughs> opening scene with the guy which we got caught up in the fact that he got his head smashed which was awesome but um that was also showing that i think the like backlash to the walk of shame and how like, there's no respect for her and probably just no respect for, like, the Lannisters' period. In oh, yeah. Landing. So, um, I think that yeah. they have a bigger fight than just the sparrows themselves on their hands.
2: Exactly. And honestly, this entire time, uh, these past few, couple of seasons, I've just been wondering, like, who is running shit at Casterly Rock? <laughs> like, Tywin's dead. The, the, the entire, like, Caban. I guess it's just... Tywin's brother. Yeah, yeah
3: where
2: where something. is he? I don't know. He was supposed to be like King's Hand, wasn't he? Yeah. And then he was like, nah. And then he was like, okay. Uh, yeah, I have no idea like what's going on. Kevin.
1: Rock.
0: <laughs> Kevin. Um, I kind of like how the, the tables have totally turned from season one where like Ned was quietly like in the shadows planning on how to get out of a shitty situation and now the Lannisters are kind of in that same situation that Ned was in. Yeah, and they're like they're gonna have to like quietly collude together to figure out a way to like bring down this tyrannical, you know, religious zealotry that's in charge,
1: yeah.
0: and and not show it. And that's kind of what Ned was working with. I don't kind of Littlefinger and kind of Catelyn a little bit um, in the season one to do. I
3: mm-hmm. want to know what um. Grit grand marjorie <laughs> uh Mar- Mar- marjorie's <laughs> grandma olena what sh- her and um little finger were like scheming about and what yeah. um she i guess wasn't didn't Littlefinger the last time they talked say something about having a boy for um olena like i had a gift for olena like uh kind of like i a- don't remember because like like a like a boy toy. No, well yeah, well like okay, so you know how he gave up, um, the one that gave up, what is, fuck, sorry, Marjorie's brother. No, Marjorie's oh, brother. Oh, What's oh, his oh, Loris. Loris. Okay, so remember the guy that gave him up was one of, um, Littlefinger's whores? Yeah. 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 And so I think she, Elena was like, um yelling at little finger about that and he said something about like having a boy as a present to her too okay i might be completely misremembering but i feel like there was something going on with Littlefinger and olena that still has to play out like because there's I no mean, I'm way sure there was she, there's no way she's just like not trying to plan something to get her grandchildren out of there right i mean maybe yeah maybe she, she was trying to like get
0: little finger to turn him over to her so she could kill him is that what you mean I returning lures after the
3: fact. I'll have to go back and research because I just don't am... Okay, yeah, yeah but... I don't remember. Well, anyway, I want to know what's gonna happen in King's Landing. Yeah, ah.
0: okay, we'll take a bet. When do you think we'll see the Martells come back for their vengeance? The Martells, I mean, what? the Tyrells,
3: Tyrells. Okay, yeah, <laughs> there's cause... too many. L's. Yeah, it was like the Martell is another group. Oh, the <laughs> I don't know, but I actually do think that the one thing I I could bet on is I think that Tommen's going to die this season. I just don't oh. know how. <laughs> um,
0: oh, Tommen.
1: Sorry, yeah. Tommen. You, yeah. <laughs> sorry,
3: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of ways you could die. It could be the sparrow. It could be Elena, like maybe that is a benefit because maybe Marjorie's pregnant or maybe she doesn't have to be pregnant. Like could she be queen? Like what happens if Tommen does die? Like as mm. Marjorie. Well, she not she won't be anything till she
0: gets out of jail. Like she has to have a trial and be proven innocent before she can have claim to anything.
3: Yeah, but I mean, it once she does. <laughs>
0: or I no. think yeah, she'd be like queen regent technically.
3: Right. Okay. So it could be them, or it could be. I just think Tommen has to die. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, <laughs> but he has to die.
0: Tommen must die.
3: Yep. Okay. So do you guys have any? um bets <laughs> i don't know i feel
0: like that they want us to kind of forget that that's an option that that the tyrells have anger towards the sparrows and the lannisters as well
3: mm-hmm. and i think
0: it might be like a surprise like quote unquote yeah when they do show up finally
3: kind of like how stannis i feel like was like maybe a surprise at the end of like season two or something or season yeah three.
0: Like, oh shit yeah there is another we're at the end yeah, because don't, who don't know. actually
3: does have to the throne. <laughs> yeah, because don't the Tyrells have like a lot of money and a lot of like men and a lot of power and influence yeah. and
2: it's kind of their thing. Yeah. I mean yeah, they have yeah. a lot they're they're very wealthy and they're like the uh they're the breadbasket. And like, they
3: live in a place called Highgarden Elaine. Did they yeah. <laughs> do they have any um allies other than the Lannisters?
2: Um I think they're like I, I can't tell you for sure, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty cool with most of the Everybody houses.
3: loves them, just like everybody yeah. loves Marjorie.
2: Because they, like, I mean, they also are, like, the the primary, like, foodstuffs exporter. So, mm-hmm. and that was, like, her... Uh, how uh, she poisoned. Yeah, and that was also, yeah. like, her main threat, too. Like, when she said, like, when winter comes, like, how long do you think King's Landing is going to last... Mm-hmm. Like, if it doesn't have grain. <laughs> which, <laughs> like we... which
3: was interesting that um, the sparrow turned that against her because then mm-hmm. that just proved their point, that the powerful, like, lord things, like, food over the poor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
3: But, yeah, that's um, that's making me wonder why she hasn't, like, marched her ass onto King's Landing yet. So maybe that's going to happen. Maybe What's-A-Space yeah. made it back from Braavos and mm-hmm. he's gonna cause like they'll probably need him to like technically do it even though it'll be Elena. you know she'll probably need to make him um yeah you right know. she's not gonna like put on armor and go march in there <laughs> right yeah. I don't know if that guy will either but it...
2: I like he will either
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay um, uh
2: since when won the last bet like oh
3: yeah you,
2: you guys wanna bet when uh
3: when we'll when uh,
2: they're gonna make a return
3: like what episode will we see the Tyrells or like Gram Grandma Tyrell, Grand Marjorie? When he's <laughs> okay.
2: When he's in for four already.
3: For four episode four. Yeah. Um, I'll go five.
2: I'll I'm say gonna six.
0: say like the end, like nine.
1: Whoa, mm-hmm. really? I
0: think Marjorie's gonna be in there for a while. No.
3: <laughs> 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 what about you, Steve? What'd you say?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say six. I'll I'll play it safe. I'll split the diff.
0: Six is usually a good one.
3: It'll probably be next um, episode if, if, if we, <laughs> yeah. based on our last bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well,
0: speaking of Bravos and the Tyrell, that's maybe over there. Maybe alive. Maybe not. Um, the next scene takes place in Bravos and it's Arya getting another fighting lesson from the Waif, and she you know, didn't do much better. She got a good couple swings in, but didn't hit anything. Um, And then Jack in our favorite faceless man shows up uh, and kind of invites her back into the house after giving her a test where he was, he basically offered her food and a place to stay and water and to see again. And she was like, a girl has no name and passed his test. So
3: yeah, uh, all I actually about it. this part is that it's well acted and I get what they're doing but I don't think it's I have nothing to say about it
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was clearly just so that we didn't forget about her
3: mm-hmm. Anyone else have any more <laughs> better insight on it that I missed? <laughs> mm.
2: Whitney's not a fan uh, She can't wait for that story to either resolve or stop entirely Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jack
0: Jack Jacken's hair looks pretty good. (laughs) That
2: guy, that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I I, I'm very interested to see where Ari ends up. Um, but I do want them to kind of put the gas on getting us to that point.
0: Yeah, (laughs) or at least a little
2: further.
0: Yeah, or show us like show her getting better at fighting.
2: Yeah, or at least some.
0: Yeah, do something.
2: She's just been like. She's learned a little bit here and there. Uh, She's uh, cleaned the hell out of some temples. uh, (laughs) And she killed a dude that she hated. But that's like the one thing that that she's done. And then she gets punished uh, with becoming Daredevil. Like, (laughs) harsh.
3: (laughs) I know it's important for us to see that she's having some sort of like progression or training or whatever. uh, But I agree with Whitney in that I could do with those scenes being very short. And I could get if we check in every now and then I can get that time's passing and she's going through training <laughs> like I yeah. don't like maybe now they don't have to show us for a couple
0: episodes and the next time we see her she can be like pretty good pretty good at fighting right yeah, yeah.
3: I hope that happens <laughs> yeah that's yeah I don't think it will but I also... <laughs> but I agree they probably think we have to check in with her just to be like don't let them forget about Arya <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: um what's next okay so back in marine uh Tyrion has some some good one-liners about uh that's what i i do i drink and i know things love it and
2: classic he's (laughs)
0: um he he kind of tells us a sad story about how the slaving master's Retook Astapor and Yunkai, and they have slaves again, and pretty much everything's back to the way it was before Dany was there. Um, And he kind of implied that the same thing was going to happen in Marine if they didn't do something.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then Tyrion has an amazing prophesized moment by Elaine where she said that she thought he was going to ride a dragon one day.
3: I do have to interject and say that apparently (laughs) Ashley said that on our show last season and was very mad that I did not give her credit for saying that. I'm like, (laughs) yo, I'm sorry. I hear a lot of stuff from a lot of places that I (laughs) didn't call that specific one out, but apparently (laughs) Ashley said that last year, so we have to give her. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: She is the prophet.
3: Yes. Um, and
0: Tyrion goes down to the caves and removes the collars from Rhaegal and Vesarian and talks to them about he how he wanted a, a pet dragon when he was little and he cried when he heard that they were mm. extinct. And yeah, I thought it was amazing. So Love good. those dragons.
3: It was so well acted. Although, did you guys yeah. see the SNL thing? No. Oh, my God. Have you seen it, Steve?
1: No, I haven't. Oh, my God. What do guys. they do? I
3: wish I hadn't watched it because it almost ruined the scene for me <laughs> in that there's an SNL skit of uh, – and Peter Dinklage was on SNL. And um, uh, mm. what's the name of, like, the chubby dude on SNL right now? Do you guys know what I'm talking CNN? about? Hmm? No. Bobby, Bobby Moynihan? Yes, Bobby Moynihan. He, <laughs> it's, like, basically, like, an inside HBO thing of, like, inside Game of Thrones thing um and it's Tyrion, so it's peter dinklage acting like peter dinklage being like uh talking about what it's like to work with the dragons like the animatronic not animatronic uh-huh. but like just the special effects of doing the dragons and it's um Bobby Moynihan in like a green like a green He's suit. like a motion capture. Yeah he's like the motion capture <laughs> dragon and he's so funny and he's like up on this harness with these like wings and he's just like Wah! it's like really funny. I can picture it. and it's, yeah. You guys have I to watch it. See how it. that might ruin it. It's so funny because yeah, he's just so goofy so it's like Tyrion trying to like Peter Dinklage trying to act and it's Bobby Moynihan just being like so ridiculous um so like Corey saw it too so the minute we were watching that scene and he st- starts walking down into the cave for the dragons like I just start cracking up because I'm imagining <laughs> Bobby Moynihan like Rar! <laughs> <was really> <laughs> uh,
1: you guys so what watch. do you
0: guys think the implication with that theme was did he leave the door open for them to leave or are they just still under there unchained and like becoming friends with him slowly
3: yeah I don't know
2: <laughs> yeah I'm actually not sure like I, the whole time they kind I of just like, walked yeah. off. Yeah, I was like, what a terrible idea this was. <laughs> but um I'm glad it turned out okay for him. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if like they if he left the door open, if he thinks that it's a good idea for them to free range, like okay. uh
3: he says they're smart, so maybe he's yeah. assuming that they're smart enough to, like, try not to burn that many babies and try to specifically burn the slavers <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. he said, like, they're probably smarter than humans, and I think that
0: is what gave him the confidence to go in there and, like, try and talk to them like humans. Yeah. And they can at least understand his, like, feelings. You know how, like, sharks can sense fear. Like, maybe dragons can sense, like, earnestness and wanting to help. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's dragon power um but i really liked it because it's just another way to tie this world to the world of westeros and i know like Tyrion and Varys probably have spies everywhere and now maybe like word of these dragons can reach westeros and people can be like oh boy magic's really
3: here maybe we should get a move on things yeah yeah i wonder who would hear who in Westeros could hear about these big ass dragons and has the power and the motivation to do something and what would they do? I guess is the question. Cause like, what if Tommen here heard, I mean, he doesn't even have any power (laughs) to do anything to the sparrows. (laughs) Never mind, you know, deal with dragon situation. Um, So I don't know. So it almost makes me think that people aren't going to hear about them until they're in their face. Mm -hmm. well not Mm -hmm. like not like everyone not like the populace so my okay Tyrion talking to the dragons super amazingly acted very cute I'm glad that he unhooked them I thought it was a really good monologue for Tyrion Um, I know there's like some rumor that he might be a secret Targaryen but like I don't like that theory and I would prefer it just be like maybe he can be friends with the dragon because they're smart and he means well
0: Mm -hmm. yeah me too
2: um, um. I don't know. No, Whitney. Whitney is uh, is definitely entertaining thoughts that he might be a Targaryen.
3: I, I. mean, I think it's a valid theory. I just would prefer them not to like. I think that John definitely is one, and I'd rather not there not be like a million secret Targaryens. As if like you have to be a Targaryen to be special. I don't like that.
0: Uh, yeah. Or you know, people other than Targaryens can ride on the dragons.
2: I mean, there are a million Seeker Baratheons, right? Because Robert Horn <laughs> Dog. so
0: But I thought that was like a thing with the Targaryens is they only inbred because...
2: Yeah, that is oh. their thing.
3: Well, maybe he was into maybe. a Lannister because they're blonde. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, actually, the one thing I was going to say, even though I had the theory with Ashley about him being a dragon rider or whatever, is that I kind of hope that the... Like, maybe that works in the book, but I kind of hope they don't do the dragon riding thing. Like, can we just do, like, a dragon takes a liking to a specific person, kind of like the wolves? Because I the um, scene with Daenerys riding on Drogon looked so fucking goofy that I would just prefer not to see that again. Yeah, I
0: don't think they're <laughs> implying that, like, the dragons will only go into battle if you're riding them and directing them. I think it's just only you know a person of incredible skill could be a dragon rider I think that's why they were important
3: right Mm -hmm. so I don't
0: think the dragons would only do like take action if someone was on them controlling them
3: yeah I don't mind if they follow through on the like a quote-unquote dragon rider just means a person that's tamed a specific dragon like that's fine yeah I just I'm just saying that like I don't want to see that specific effect anymore. (laughs) Yeah. These CG,
0: these dragons looked really good, though.
3: Oh, no, they looked awesome. It was just when... And I think they've actually always been really good with um, the full-grown dragons. And it's just... They just didn't pull it off with the writing is all.
0: Yeah, I agree. It looked like they had the awkward, like, cut where it showed, like, the whole thing and then just her, like, head bobbing up and down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On the train. (laughs) Where it was clearly, like, edited to, to... make it look that way
3: i mean and in theory i can't see them doing it in a way that wouldn't be a little too goofy for this show so i'd prefer yeah. them to just stick to the on the ground like burn those people for me type thing yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> burn them
3: <laughs>
0: um any other thoughts on Tyrion's dragon writing future career
2: nah i, I, could, <laughs> take, I, could, I could take her leave i mean okay a very small man and a very big dragon you know that that is inherently humorous but <laughs> maybe
0: he would stand on it
2: like a surfboard that would be cool if he like styled it from teen wolf and just <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing um, <laughs> um
0: okay then heading to the lovely and temperate winterfell
3: oh i actually have uh, a mean thing to say about the writers can i do that because i've only i've got yeah, a pretty let's nice get to this episode <laughs> actually this is me being nice to the episode but do you remember um i think that everyone's been complaining about all the eunuch jokes that did we talk about that last episode i don't Uh, think so i don't
2: think we touched on that
3: oh okay well like Tyrion just like is pretty consistently making jokes about um varus not having a penis which is just like honestly hacky and like overdone and annoying and kind of mean (laughs) like it's Uh not instead of there being like kind of clever banter between them he just keeps being like you don't have a cock and it's like okay we get it (laughs) and it's like not funny um and I think that other people were also kind of like put off by it and that and then they called it out this episode and
0: that Varys was like oh yeah yeah Varys was like, "Is do you have anything else to say about my penis, or can we just be done with it?"
3: Yeah, because he was defending himself to Grey Worm. Like, he makes dwarf jokes, and I make eunuch jokes, and then Varys is like, "I do not make dwarf jokes," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you think them?" And it was like, it was almost like the writers trying to like explain why they keep making these jokes, and then realizing yeah. that they were being assholes. And I'm like, okay.
0: I also liked that little glare that uh, Grey Worm gave Tyrion, and he was like. You don't have a penis, blah blah blah, and then Greyburn was like, "Um, that doesn't mean anything."
3: Yeah, yeah. And I feel, yeah. I feel like whoever wrote Tyrion's lines the last like couple episodes, or whoever was like in charge of like, "Hey, insert some humor into these scripts," like wrote those <laughs> like, "You don't have a penis" jokes, and then wrote all the yo mama jokes into uh, the Dothraki, and it the was first, like, yeah, yeah, it was like some fourteen year old douchebag. And then they're like, "Oh, we should probably hire that kid or fire that kid." (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah. So just wanted to say that. I hope that they don't do any more eunuch jokes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting tired of them too. Like, I mean, as a guy, like the lowest hanging fruit of insult of the insult tree is like, you know, mocking a dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So So I get it, but at the same time, it's like. It's been done so much that I don't really care. And I don't think anyone who's being targeted by these like dickless jokes care. Like, I don't <laughs> think I don't I really don't think that Varys is like ouch
0: <laughs> yeah like, as a as a woman they're all insulting because it, it implies that if you don't have a penis yeah that's you're exactly what less. i was
3: gonna say casey that like the reason why dudes write these jokes and think it's an insult to make fun of the fact he doesn't have a penis is inherently misogynist <laughs> like just yeah like, the joke oh, in, totally. in general so it's frustrating for, to have Tyrion. Yeah, I'm just a- glad
2: that- you're not a boy like then what are you
3: I guess I yeah, not it's really- like yeah, it's yes. like valuing a penis over everything. Like it's annoying. <laughs> I'm just glad that uh Theon
0: hasn't had to hear too many. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um okay, so speaking of Theon, mm-hmm. back to Winterfell. Um where we have Roose and Ramsay having a loving moment in the great hall. Um, it says here that the soldiers came back with the reports that Sienza hasn't been found yet, so they're assuming that she's headed north to the wall. And that's when Ramsey suggests, like, okay, well, let's go kill everyone at the wall just to be safe. <laughs> um, his father, like, kind of rolls his eyes at him and then is distracted when Wolken. It, which who is like the maester of the castle informs him that his healthy baby boy has been born. Um, and then Ramsey kind of congratulates him with a knife in the gut. Yep. Uh, or actually I, here it says, I, I got the impression that it, it was like to the stomach.
3: Um, I have so many thoughts about this. so I'll let you
0: guys tell me. <laughs> finish summarizing everything else that happens at Winterfell, or just s- stick with this room?
3: Um, I think you can include the next part, because okay. I think it's, uh, there's not a lot similar to that, specifically. <laughs> so,
0: um, Ramsey then kind of summons Lady Walda and the baby, and leads them into the kennels, um, and then, you know, Dogs sounds
1: uh, <laughs> I'm glad
0: the they didn't show
3: that <laughs> yes okay so Roos Ramsey I, I, well, I was gonna say do, you guys can say your thoughts on it first so I can No, I just want to hear yours really <laughs> yeah All of mine. Mine Steve wait Steve what, you, what are your thoughts on um Ramsey killing Rose?
2: Uh, I don't really have too many. I mean, it's it's par for the course. Like we all know that that something had to give. Like as soon as like Roos said that, as soon as Roos started dangling the prospect that Ramsey might be shown up in the pecking order, like he basically sealed his deal. Like you don't play with a homicidal maniac like that. Mm-hmm. Like he sort of like set up the fact that like Ramsey was going to be forced to a position to act in his best interest. I mean, just like Roos always does, but Roos and Ramsey like apply different methodologies. Like, like Roos is like a very like calculating, schemy person, and Ramsey's a very like hot headed action person. Mm-hmm. So it does not at all like I mean at least Ramsey's like showing a little bit of promise because he apparently got the Car Star guy on his side mm-hmm. since uh, the dude didn't even like bat an eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Ramsey put a fucking like, knife in the into his father, but like, yeah, I mean,
0: the it, have always been flexible with their loyalties.
2: Yeah, it seems like that, and and honestly, I think this is gonna hurt Ramsey the most in the long run. I feel like he could have easily delayed offing Roos for a while because, like, Roos was a good counterpoint to Ramsey, like, uh, you know, flying off a handle and doing something rash. So now, Ramsey has free reign to basically sign his own death warrant, <laughs> like, yeah,, and, and so, yeah, I think I think this is the beginning, the end for uh Ramsey Bolden, like, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna end well. um, and the dude also really likes feeding people to his dogs like yeah. a lot.
3: um, I liked the thing that Ruth said about um, if you act like a mad dog, you'll be taken out back and treated like one or killed like one yeah. or something yeah um which was i'm casey what do you think of ramsey
0: killing ruse i also kind of expected it but i agree with steve like he could have waited a while it's not like the instant the baby's born the baby's king yeah i don't know why he i don't if it was an emotional choice to kill him in that moment mm-hmm. um and then it feels like I'm it must also, have been planned though
3: because of uh the car shark. Yeah. And I also
0: was surprised at the Maester's reaction like he was kind of just seemed to be expecting it but not uh, not in a way that he knew it was going to happen in a way that he just wasn't surprised. <laughs> um <laughs> and he kind of just stood there and then uh, let Ramsey I think he was just him into lying. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I think he was I think he was fairly surprised. But like I mean thing is is that like you're part of a uh, it's like basically like an organization of like college professors <laughs> like yeah. you're just a dude that's been trained to like read books and, and know a little bit about medicine yeah, and shit. Yeah he got
3: the worst assignment having to be Yeah fair, right? they were like
2: oh the, the Boltons like this is going to be a flush deal like I'm sure that guy was like ah I got the Boltons. Yeah he Who'd got you like get? he
3: picked Our the start- short. <laughs> yeah and
2: the now shortest he's like, thing. Yeah. yeah now he's like in this situation where like you know, people are being literally flayed daily so okay so uh, surprised
3: I guess I have two <laughs> questions based on kind of what I've seen about other people's reactions um so one are you guys sad to see Roos go and two do you think it was out of character for him to trust him enough to get that close to him like should, did it seem out of character that he didn't he wasn't one step ahead and expecting this from Ramsey
0: honestly I think Roos was genuinely happy that it was a boy and that might have just kind of trumped logic or not. I don't think he was like, if my son gets a foot, like a foot within a foot of me, he's definitely going to stab me in the heart. I bet. I think he was inherently cautious of Ramsey, but I don't think he ever thought he would kill him like that. Mm-hmm. And I also am not, I'm not sad that he's dead, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leery because it means that Ramsey is kind of like off the leash
3: now. hmm Steve, what are yeah.
2: Your, did you uh I am I am sad that Ruce is dead. I, I liked Roose Bolton in all of his like, scheming, conniving backstabbing ways. Uh I really like the actor. I really like the character. Um even as like a villain. Uh and I don't know. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily out of character, just given the fact that like I, I don't think I think that family is relatively important to ruse yeah. so if ramsay had been anyone else i don't think he would have let his guard down but i don't think ruse 100 expected ramsay to actually kill him <laughs> yeah like i think he, i think ruse thought that he might have more control even like in the fact that ramsay might fear him more than that yeah to to actually act on it, so I don't think it was completely out of character. Although, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. He probably should have had more guards in that room.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, a super fucking sad he's dead because I actually loved Bruce <laughs> to like <laughs> a degree just as a character. Because he, I we always talked about this how Ramsey is like the annoying version and he is like the cool, calculated version. So he was just so much yeah. a, a better villain, and I had just said to Corey when the episode or when the scene started and he said something to Ramsey that was like starky and just like awesome Um, and I just was like oh god I love Bruce like I'm so glad we have him since we can't have Tywin like I literally (laughs) said that Five so You doomed him. You like, like, doomed him. Yeah. This is your fault. It was Yet so, another
2: I, big <laughs> patricide. Thank yeah, you, Lane. Exciting, yeah, way I said it. to go.
3: And then I was like, oh, God. Like, right when he, like, I just said, I'm so glad we had him. But, um, so there's that my sadness about losing Bruce, who who's just like, like you said, a good, like, the actor. And I don't know. I just liked his character. And then, um, The other thing is that, like, you guys are smart enough to not think it's ridiculous that he let his guard down. But um, I kind of heard through other podcasts and, like, the internet of people being like, oh, he's so stupid. Like, he should have known that Ramsey was going to do that. Yeah. And I think that's a really stupid. I guess like dis- argument? Yeah, argument for the like episode um, I think it is people that were maybe just mad that he was dead they're like he would never do that yeah. he would know not to <laughs> blah 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 it's yeah. like no I think you're misreading uh, Roos yeah. because um I actually think it's really funny that I think like what you said Casey like I think Roos genuinely thought he this was like a normal father son relationship with his like yeah. antagonizing <laughs> like it was him <laughs> teaching him think-
0: you know I think so much of what Ramsey did was in the shadows, and that Roos kind of thought when he reprimanded Ramsey, it stuck and Ramsey listened. And maybe yeah. he slipped up now and again, but I don't think he ever thought he was uh, conniving behind his back and scheming and doing any of this stuff.
3: Yeah, and like, I think he genuinely was trying to teach Ramsey. Like when he said yeah. the thing about like, if you act like a mad dog, you're going to like, I, he sounds like he's being a dick, but I think he was genuinely trying to teach him to be better at the game basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't think he would be trying to teach him that if he didn't think that they had this like significant relationship. And then um, on top of that, we, Casey and I talked at length about how the only humanizing thing about Ramsey was that he seemed to care what his father thought. So yeah. I think it's safe to say that Ruth knew that, knew that Ramsey like craved his approval as many asshole dudes with daddy issues do. Um, so even though they secretly hate their dads, they also would like never kill them because they also live to please them.
0: So that's I- why yeah, I think that he's just going to go off the deep end now because he'll never get that. And I think it, that's why I think it was an emotional response from him
1: mm-hmm. and
0: not like one that he had like super meticulously planned out. Like, maybe one day – he thought about, like, one day, maybe. But I don't think – I think in that moment, it was pretty a uh, crime of passion
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think that it was planned, but the way that the actor played it felt a little pained. Like, he didn't want – like, yeah. like he, there was weight to that death as opposed to other people he kills where he, he, it's fun. This one, he actually, mm-hmm. I think, understood that he was killing his dad, who was this big, like, character in his mind, but – um, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so
0: anything else on Roos? Well,
3: just that. Oh, I guess the biggest part is that them saying they're going to go march on the wall means that they're yeah. headed towards Johnny Boy, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we'll see how that works out. <laughs>
3: it's not going to be good for them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a good idea.
3: It's exciting, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is exciting. And uh, uh, Sansa's headed that way too, which will make I yeah, think the stakes even higher at
0: the wall. That's the next. I think that was aside from the end scene, the most important little part of the episode is Sansa is now the only. Okay, so the scene is Brienne shares with Sansa her meeting with Arya Stark, mm,
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: and so Sansa is now the only Stark that knows that there's other Starks out there. She knows that Brandon and Rickett aren't dead because Theon told her that he didn't actually kill them,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she knows that Arya is not dead because Brienne told her. And she
3: didn't even know so, that
0: Jon died. <laughs> yeah, she never knew that Jon died, um, which is why they're headed to the Wall. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of just a, a little microcosm sample of how uh, her role to come in the future. Like she's just gonna have a better view of the bigger picture of things, and I think she's gonna become like an important a VIP. Very important player of it, the game,
3: and it could empower her knowing she has all this family.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, it was nice that she finally got to hear. I mean, even though it's not quite the same as a reuniting, it's like a little bit closer to it, right? Like it was so. I I
0: was so happy. It was such a sweet moment, and Brienne was like she wasn't dressed like a lady, and Sansa kind of did her little big sister thing. Like, no, she definitely wouldn't be.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like. All these characters have been separated since season one, right? Yeah. So crazy. The day these characters meet up again is going to be, if if they meet up again, is going to be <laughs> yeah. so ridiculous. I don't even know how I will react. I'll probably just cry. I don't think it's going to happen all in the
0: same episode. I mean, it might.
3: Well, I don't mean like I... all of them at once. I mean, just one. Yeah. Even one thing, one other one is all I want. <laughs> Actually seeing them, not just like passing – Behind one another and in, like interacting with one another. Yeah, yeah I don't even <laughs> want to say seeing because I've told you I think Bran did see Jon Snow and that wasn't yeah. enough. Um, and then we get to a
0: what I think is a really out of place. I mean, I guess I was happy it's the Greyjoy bit. Oh, no. you missed
3: that Theon said that he. he Theon, oh, yeah, Theon's head. head, head. head.
0: Yeah, Theon's going back to the Greyjoys, and that's what brings us to the Greyjoy. Although
3: I did scene. just hear a theory that Theon meant that he was going back to Winterfell.
2: Huh. No, I think he's going to Pike for sure.
3: I hope to God he is, unless he's like yeah. gonna I mean, be unless in waiting at Winterfell for like a bunch of episodes and then like stab Ramsay. Huh. That would be unless okay.
0: yeah, like Ramsay marches on the wall and Theon just goes and takes Winterfell for himself. And like it's just empty and he's just by there alone.
3: He's lounging and like eating yeah, things. Like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little picture of, of Ramsey on the wall that he like throws knives at. <laughs> okay. So back to um I just I just heard that theory and I was like, oh please, like do please do not let him get back into the arms of uh Ramsey. Yeah.
0: I hope that's not what he meant. And I, I don't think it is.
3: It's people being um, suspicious when you don't say things direct and like you leave it up for interpretation. So if he says home, we assume he means Pike, but um, technically he grew up at Winterfell and he was saying how you can never make it up to um, the Starks so that like his redemption would be going back to Winterfell to try to be an inside man to take Ramsey down. But I just don't want yeah. him anywhere near Ramsey ever again. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Same.
3: Yeah. Okay. I
0: uh, I feel like they meant um, Pike because then the next scene takes place there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But maybe I mean
3: misdirection. No, I'm just
0: gonna know. I'm just gonna keep on living like I never heard that theory. Okay,
3: <laughs> you should. <laughs> I want to too. Um, I don't even want to entertain it.
0: So with the Greyjoys, we see uh, Yara um, challenging her father, advocating for peace for the iron islands um and then balon begins crossing that rope bridge to some other tower and he's stopped by a hooded figure um revealing himself to be his brother euron Greyjoy, um who i like probably knew existed at one point but totally forgot about and <laughs> never nice. thought about again after I probably read the one sentence that he's mentioned in in the books yeah. um, and the Balon taunts him for like rumoredly going mad while he was out at sea um, and kind of s- says like what kind of iron Boy, ironborn loses his mind during a storm like calling him weak and not an actual ironborn um, and then Balon tosses him off the bridge.
3: Or Euron
0: tosses Balon off the bridge. Yeah, gets tossed off the bridge. Um, What did you guys think of that?
3: So you didn't remember this character or any of this, Casey, from the books? No. Um, No, I didn't. I heard vagueness about... Year on so I kinda I mean I didn't know his name, but I, I knew there was a brother and um that there was gonna be some Greyjoy character this season, so I'm like, Oh, that's him <laughs> um and I knew that Balon had to die because he was the last of the king, the leeches. Yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm. that we just hadn't seen for like a million years. And yeah. um I was I don't know. I just. It seems so late in the game to be introducing. new People, although it always feels that way to me me, and like if they make him really cool and interesting, then I'll be all about it. But really, it was just an introduction. So I'm.
0: Yeah, it seems so late in the game to be introducing new people and new people who are just like still trying to get power and get the throne.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It's just like seems so old hat at this point. Like. I don't understand the point of his story. I mean, we've literally had five minutes with him, but still, it seemed very out of the blue for me.
3: Although they did yeah. make a big to do about Yara being like, we are um, sea faring people, like we're yeah, best yeah. with our our ships, and had that like a. I seemed like a purposeful back and forth about it, um, mm-hmm. to the point where okay, we can defeat anyone at sea. Um, so it makes me wonder if, because the only th- reason I could see these people even mattering is something related to their ships and the sea. So what purpose could they, I mean, I can't see them, like, can the White Walkers not swim? I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, like, what Great. They are, didn't, in Home. they didn't go into the water. That's true. When John's John
0: was on the boat. Um, so does the power like-
3: of the whoever runs the um, the Iron Islands? Is that was called. Did I just make that up? Pike. Yeah, I guess whoever runs the whole fleet um, it could be potentially um, big picture relevant if we need that fleet in the war against the White Walkers. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean also like. Both
0: have been important with Janny, but now all, all hers are burned, so... I mean, unless there's, like, a big Mabel battle coming.
3: But is there any between... connection to the Greyjoys and the Targaryens?
0: No, except for the fact that they both fought for the throne at one point.
3: Hmm. Although, if the other guy was a bit, if um, Euron is was a big traveler, it's I guess it's possible since he, they implied that he was all over the world, right? Like yeah, they yeah. did yeah. come back, so maybe they implied. It, yeah, he like cut out. Yeah, he like tortured his men at sea
0: and like cut out their tongues and stuff, and their stories about him. Yeah,
2: yeah he's he's kind of a real big jerk. It's like he's, a pirate, like
0: a pirate, a pirate. dread pirate.
2: Is is a he's a, he's a drip pirate? Yeah, I don't know. A friend of mine was super super happy that Ironborn are back in the mix.
0: I mean, but, pirates uh, are cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like pirates. Fine, yeah.
0: they could be cool, but they did, I don't think it's important. I guess my I was so distracted by how I didn't know who these people were or care about them mm-hmm. because I just kept wanting to see Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like hey hurry up this you you forever just kill him like i know you're gonna do because mm-hmm. why else do you meet on a bridge while well, it's like storming <laughs>
2: yeah 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 i mean also like who is pike's urban planner because that seems really really unsafe
0: <laughs> yeah there must be a better way to get across
2: yeah can't you build a covered walkway i mean
3: <laughs> um uh, yeah i think it would have held better if um it was our like Balon and Yara and the Greyjoys and Iron Islands were already such like a third tier character yeah, I and place. Yeah, it would them a
0: little bit before
3: this. Right, so if you introduced a new character into Winterfell or into um, King- King's Landing then it's okay because we have a, we're grounded there, but we're not really grounded in no. the Iron Islands, so when you throw in another character on top of the fact that people probably forgot who the fuck Balon was to begin with means that no. you're just like stirring things up in a place that people forgot about
2: <laughs> yeah know. it's been like 15 or so episodes since we even saw a gray joy that wasn't theon like yeah it, it, it was kind of random but i mean i don't know i have faith that at this point you know there may be something that comes out of this that's actually compelling like if they actually make the Greyjoy storyline uh relevant um like it was i don't know two seasons ago
3: yeah i'm open to it I mean, if they yeah. can jam it in, because pirates are cool.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: unless I know Theon, his main
0: purpose after he went back to the Greyjoys was recapturing Winterfell because they felt like it was rightfully theirs. Yeah. So maybe this Greyjoy will try and do that against the Boltons. True. I mean Bolton.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe if Theon gets there and he'll... Although I'm a little bit annoyed because now it seems like Euron is going to become the ruler and I wanted Yara to get it.
0: (laughs) Well, they said they don't know for sure because they have to have the commune or conclave or whatever they called it. It's all
3: the king's moot. The moot. Oh,
0: that's right, the moot. Yes, I laughed so hard at that because I just thought about Lord of the Rings and the Entmoot. Yeah. And that word (laughs) just makes me laugh. So yeah, and he kind that yeah that guy was kind of a dick to her, and he was like, maybe yeah, maybe you'll be the first woman ruler ever. Ha ha ha. Doubt it. <laughs> yeah. But doubt still, it. <laughs> it seems like it seems like they still take I, this. I moot. They like whoever the moot decides is what happens, regardless of like sex or status or anything which is kind of cool
3: right like she's been sitting there by Balon's side dealing with his fucking bullshit all this time and then her annoying uncle comes up and is like just kidding I'm going to be the king King. that's so annoying that would make
2: me want to kill literally anyone listen to Balon talk yeah look (laughs) at the
3: like she looks like weathered and just like she's been sitting there arguing with him for these like three years we haven't seen their characters yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: like, this whole time having the same argument, and he keeps forgetting, like, that they resolve it, and then, like, the yeah. next day, he just goes right back into it, and she's just like, oh, come
3: on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so, poor Yara. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes me really, really want her to kill, like, Oh, I would love this so much. But, like, since all the, like, fanboys probably love Euron or whatever, I would just love if mm-hmm. they, like, make this big to-do about introducing him and then Yara just, like, kills him immediately kills next him. episode. Yeah, <laughs> she's, like, I'm-. she's like, nope, knife to the throat. It would, it would <laughs> get the ner- the fanboys so mad. would be like, oh, Euron's supposed to be a badass and he just gets killed by some girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, there I am writing my fanfiction. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Um, okay. Um, okay,
0: so... Are, are we done with uh, the Greyjoys? Yeah. Yeah, okay,
2: I think so we, can, we can move
0: on, yeah. Next up... Um, probably one of the best moments in Game of Thrones history. Ooh. The <laughs> Thorn loyalists try and uh, get into where Jon's body is. Um, and... Torment shows up with the other wildlings, and after a impressive display of strength by the giant, they kind of back off. And then Aliser and all the uh, usurpers are. Did, do they put them in jail or do they put them in handcuffs? I don't really remember exactly. They, they're just to be locked up.
2: Yeah, they were locking them yeah.
0: up. Okay, cool. Um, and then. Although someone Tormund... got smashed
3: against a wall.
0: Yeah, that
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, easily best scene in the show, best scene in the series, best scene in the episode. Um,
0: <laughs> best anything ever put on to film, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah,
2: I have, a, I have a coworker day one like walks up, uh, spoils the Jon Snow thing for for another coworker of mine, and then goes on to tell me about this scene. <laughs> so
0: well, hopefully like, oh, it great. paid off for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "Oh man," he's like, "He's like, man, that scene. Like, do you watch Game of Thrones?" And I, before I could say no, he's like, "That scene where that Liam Neeson giant comes up and just knocks that guy's head against the wall, bro." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh
1: god!" It
0: was so. It was just I. I literally cheered.
3: I was like, "Whoa!" Or yeah. some. I made some sort of noise. I don't. I don't think I've ever made it before, but
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was happened. like
3: a fist pump moment when when <laughs> one one comes busting through one one. That was one Such of a those. Name. Yeah. That was one of those um timing moments that I complained about that worked really well. Well, it was like right when they were about to like bust down the door right. one, one comes <laughs> in. Just, just for our benefit and not for something terrible happening. So I was happy. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: right. <laughs> um and then Torment has a really nice moment where he just like looks at John's body and um sir davos kind of gives melisandre a pep talk and he was like you are the one like i saw you have a demon baby like i you made me believe in <laughs> things i never would have believed in can you please just like elaine called him a really good audience stand in where he was like can you uh can you, can you bring him back to life
3: can you, can <laughs> yeah. you do that can you do That's, that thing we all is know that you know you something you
0: can do, do? <laughs> and then um really good spell doing scene. Uh, I wish there was like a cinematic terminology for like a scene where someone does a spell for a long time. I think there should be now. Um, and she does chants. Yes. Um, and she kind of like bathes him and like puts his hair on the fire and we wait and wait and wait. And there's, people kind of shuffle out one by one um, and defeated finally Melisandre leaves the chamber and Ghost is like sleeping underneath his table and then Ghost kind of like perks up and John opens his eyes or does he like take a breath I don't know he, he opens his eyes and gasps at the same he time gasps. right?
2: and then the, the, the episode ends with the sound of Whitney saying I win! <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, it's funny because that was the first thing I thought too I was like Whitney what she's saying episode 2 this is
0: episode 2 that's crazy
3: I was so mad too because I wanted to say I'm like I think it's going to be early I almost want to say episode 2 but I'm going to be a wimp and say 4 and I'm like damn it I knew it um, um, yeah
0: I don't really have much to say except for like yay <laughs>
2: Yeah, ultimately, uh, I'm happy that I was wrong. Usually, I'm not happy that I'm wrong in anything. <laughs> uh, but in this case, I'm glad that, that Game of Thrones once again proved that they're starting to, like, put the gas on some of their stories and not trying to draw out. And, yeah, and really this, I really kind feel, of... like, stalling, like, the last couple of seasons. Like, hey, George, like, can you please write mm-hmm.
3: the rest of your books? And and now <laughs> I,
2: think, I think it's dawned on them as it has dawned on every person in the world that, like, George R. R. Meyer will write a book when he damn well pleases, and he'll write yeah. three in the meantime that aren't that book. So,
3: <laughs> yeah this this up ep- this season has been great, and this episode was fucking like I almost want to go back and say because I gave it a B before, and I, this is like an A plus episode. I feel like it was wow really good. Yeah, yeah I, I think- just go ahead. I could have easily seen them drawing
0: this out like the whole season, even just like with Brand's absence last season uh, and just several other things that they've done for long periods of time. Um, I'm just so happy that they didn't feel the need to do that. And it wasn't necessary to drag it out any longer because we missed him immediately and really hard for mm-hmm. for every minute that he wasn't alive. So.
3: And I mean, and they kept us they purposely did it ambiguous over this the break, so it's like we felt like there was a gap, you know, like because we were waiting for the yeah. show to come back. So mm-hmm. dragging it out even more is just would have been really fucking annoying. It would have been is what it would have been.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think the more compelling question isn't, like, will Jon Snow come back? Because I think we were all pretty sure, like, at least this is Game of Thrones, so 80%, sure, <laughs> that that was going to happen, but I think the more compelling question is like, who is who is Jon Snow now? Like, mm-hmm. what what came back? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, because
2: even what's his face kept saying that like a piece of him, like he he comes back less vibrant, like a piece of him mm-hmm. comes back lessened somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh so like, what what's Jon Snow going to be now? And also like, he certainly isn't going to be. And I think we talked about this earlier. He's not going to be a naive uh optimist anymore uh-huh. yeah like the people he trusted more than anyone else in the world uh put knives on in him including literally
0: Ollie. killed him
2: Yeah, literally <laughs> killed him.
0: i wonder if it'll be like in buffy when buffy gets back from heaven and she's like depressed she's like ah guys i was yeah. i was fine
3: spoiler <laughs> or, alert for an old ass show <laughs>
0: yeah, it's literally like 20 years old
3: <laughs> if You guys haven't seen it uh she Enjoy. dies a bunch of times anyway, whatever.
0: Yeah, a bunch.
3: <laughs> Puts Johnson to shame. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, I I'm derailed just you. Excited. Just like how she comes back and she's um, kind of an asshole because.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was like, Why'd you have to bring me back? Like, I was fine. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if he'll even want to. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to kind of just go right back into it or if he's gonna have like kind of a a Melisandre coldness like with I, I know now the grand scheme of things, like I can see the whole game board and not just like the players that are in front of me. Um
3: yeah. Yeah, that's sort of what I want. Not so cool yeah. that we can't get behind him, but like just to like shed the little boyness that or whatever my Meister Amon sort of sort of implied. Um that he kind of had a lot of, like, back and forth about what he should do and, like, trying to please everyone and was very, like, naive about his vows and all that. Um That's another thing that everyone, like, talks a lot about, like, oh, I think he's finally freed from his vows because he technically died. For me, I'm like, who, who fucking gives a shit because the fucking Night's Watch is a joke. It's 50 dudes that 99% of them are all traitors. Like, why? I would, like, I want but to... But also, like... He broke his
0: vows earlier. Like, he, he wasn't supposed to sleep with anyone. and He slept with the Agretta, pretty sure, a bunch of
2: times. Well, right. technically, he didn't have children, so it's cool. I guess.
0: Uh, I,
3: Night's Watch
2: has a strict, like, out policy, I guess. Wow.
3: Uh, I just liked the idea that, that John is going to be a type of person that doesn't fucking care about that because it, it, it doesn't actually make any sense to be strictly adhering to rules that are really arbitrary really you know like he yeah, should just yeah. do what needs to be done whether or not it's breaking the rules of the fucking you re-walker. just want him to be a little baby stannis don't you um, no <laughs> basically because, no because stannis was following the weird burning people alive religious angle i want john to just be like i'm not playing any of this bullshit let's uh let's kill some white walkers <laughs> that's what it i want should yeah although i mean this
0: religion did bring him back to life so he might promote it a little bit
3: (laughs) but was it the religion or what is it was it just magic you know like she's praying to that quote-unquote god but i still think that there's no proving that there is even more than one god and any magical thing that happens is all just from the same source of ambiguous magic right Mm -hmm. so only john knows
2: it's true very interested like one of my theories is is lessened a little bit just because like ghost clearly reacts as if john is back in the room so i was like man if he comes back like what what's to say like he's even like the same person like what's to say he's not like possessed by something and it's just animating his body but i mean at least a little bit john is back if ghost is yeah stoked to see him so i i don't know it It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, I wonder
0: if he's just gonna like, walk out and be like, um, "Did you guys just resurrect me?" Mm-hmm. Or like, how they're gonna find out, or if it's just gonna skip that whole part.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely know from the uh, next time on Game of Thrones, uh, kicker at the end, that we're definitely gonna see his butt because that was a thing that happened. Yes, oh, thank you. Um, so, <laughs> r- <laughs> counter, <please. laughs>
3: that's all that matters. <laughs> I like the idea that uh, Melisandre didn't actually have to like wash his body; she just did that for fun. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm gonna enjoy this, The Davos is gonna make me do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see what new Jon's gonna be like, and um, I agree that that is the interesting part. It's not whether or not he's coming back; it's like, what does that mean? For yeah. the big scheme, what does that mean for John as a character? And that's just way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, the wildlings are kind of in charge of the wall now. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. too.
2: Yeah, uh, Tormund really cool. is continues to be one of my favorite characters. Oh, I time. love Tormund. Just when he <laughs> says it took a lot of knives, I was like, "That's good." <laughs> <You're>
3: <laughs> Casey uh, mentioned having a forming a crush on Torment now and I'm like um you haven't noticed that he's like super sexy this entire time <laughs> because he is um I, I just Tormund.
0: meant if Jon Snow was gonna stay dead I could ban girl or over Torment.
3: oh totally but now Jon's back you can have him I'm shipping Jon and <laughs> Tormund anyway but <laughs>
0: um Like as best goes for life, or as like lovers, whatever they want, whatever they feel like. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, whatever it takes. You know, she's not gonna, she's not gonna judge her love.
3: Whatever. <laughs> um, although, I, what made Torment even sexier was when stupid Ollie tried to charge at him, and he just like like <laughs> just, just like, like kicked him in the ass or whatever here. he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just like caught him with what one, like one handed caught Ollie's stupid face and just pushed him down or something. It was really funny. <laughs> Oh God, I love him. Ooh, uh, when can we
0: see Ollie's beheading? That's our next bet that we'll take.
3: <laughs> I don't want be beheading. That seems too, like, too much of a to do. Like, I don't want him to get like an official execution. I want him to be like, mm, yes, yeah, against the wall or, just, or like, whatever.
2: Yeah, like part of me sympathizes with Ollie because yeah, 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 it's really rough seeing your parents die in front of you <laughs> by like Nothing. bloodthirsty marauders, but. Uh, so so I don't like traitors even more
3: (laughs) yeah Um, you could have gone and tried to kill Tormund and gotten yourself killed instead of betraying your one fucking ally and stabbing him essentially in the back even if it was in the front whatever that's not how to handle Um, your your
0: vengeance I just remember after Ollie shoots Egret, and he just like looks at John like with a little stupid smirk like be proud of me yeah. and that's I just I
3: can't I can't. Yeah, wasn't it him. enough that you killed his girlfriend? You had to actually kill him too. Piece of shit. <laughs> <I hate> you <Molly.
2: laughs> think Ollie would be like cognizant of that? But he's not. He's just Ollie. No, it's just um, stupid, Ollie. Stupid I did hear face. that the
3: actor gets like death threats and stuff, which I feel really bad about. <laughs> oh, poor kid. I know. I'm sure Joffrey- yeah, he okay. did, but come on, adult, like, if these are grown-ass adults threatening a kid who plays a character, you're a fucking idiot. We're allowed to hate <laughs> yeah. Ollie, he's very hateable, but whatever that fucking yeah. actor's name is, like, get your shit oh, yeah.
2: together. Oh, yeah, I wish that actor is not do the best. Like, it, it takes a lot of work to, I mean, Joffrey, Joffrey's actor can attest, like, it takes a lot of work to make somebody that hateable. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, oh, Ollie, fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Was John going to have a haircut, or
0: was that just a little piece of hair? I think she kind of, like, gave him a trim. Yeah, she, like, trimmed yeah. his <laughs> beard.
3: That's that seemed like he was getting trimmed up. Looked a real trim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> what else? Okay, well, I'm glad you guys, so you guys felt satisfied with the way it all panned out, the oh, resurrecting. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Uh yeah, I'm actually happier than I thought it was going to be. Because I thought I was going to have to wait another, like, four episodes. Mm, like, yeah. they would stick him in a cave somewhere or something and just... For <laughs> so three, he wouldn't three days. Off. Yeah, exactly. He would come back Jesus-style. Um, <laughs> that, made,
3: that made, Yeah, that made episode three a really good uh, guess, even from a sort of, like, biblical standpoint or just, like, tropes standpoint. The three days, three episodes thing. Although, technically, it'll be the third episode when he's actually walking around, so...
0: and he comes out of the room too
3: yeah there you go is that it the third day he comes out of the tomb not necessarily being technical on the gasping of breath Um,
2: part. (laughs) 100%
3: what what
0: so yeah I think that's the very end of the episode yeah any thoughts on the next week on game of thrones dot dot dot
3: I know some people don't like to watch them, but I always do because I can't help not wanting to see more. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it, it. I just don't remember what it what it was.
2: The only thing I can remember is the thing that I'm very excited about, which is yet another history oh. lesson. Like a, the another brand history lesson flashback.
3: Oh like, yay! Yeah, that is exciting. To see that. Oh really? Because what I remember is Tormund or someone being like, "They think you're a god," <laughs> to uh, John. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: yeah.
3: cool. <laughs> I'm um, saying yes, yes, yes. I I've always thought that, but I think so even more now. <laughs> no, I'm I actually glad you was never that. that hu- <laughs> I was never that huge of a actual like a John fangirl. Like I get that he's really cute because I think he is, but I'm like I'm anticipating being a John fangirl now. Like I'm like I want John to be the John I always wanted him to be, which was like not quite such a goody goody. I want like a non goody goody yeah. John.
2: You want them to have an edge. Yes. I think getting stabbed by your friends would give you that, though. Yes. yeah, so.
3: <laughs> There's got to be a benefit to being stabbed by all your friends. <laughs> uh. Um Well, you guys didn't have a negative reaction, which is good. But, of course, the internet did. I didn't and... like
0: the Greyjoy thing.
3: Oh, the Greyjoy thing? Oh, you mean to John? No, yeah, the John thing. Because, of course, people are always going to... What did the
0: internet say?
3: Well, um I think mostly the stuff i heard people seemed decently happy with the episode but i did hear some dissenters um kind of like talking about it being i guess since it was kind of the most straightforward predictable quote-unquote route but Mm
1: -hmm.
3: i hate the idea that like the show has to subvert our expectations always when it comes to characters dying or not because then it's just, do you want a well-told story or do you want like a soap opera that's just constantly trying to surprise you? You know, like I think sometimes doing the yeah, I most don't think obvious answer. Kind of hoped...
0: Yeah, I don't think because we all hoped and dreamed that he came back very quickly makes it any less impactful.
3: No, yeah. I mean, just kind of like some people being like, oh, it'd be ballsier if he just stayed dead or like all that kind of stuff and it's like well ballsy or of maybe. Course, having more balls is better always. Right. It's like instead of like you know having a better show <laughs> like someone's allowed to like I think they earned it basically like if you brought back all your dead characters then it's really annoying but like they've never brought yeah. any of their characters except what's his face doesn't really count Barrack, because we didn't care about Baric, him.
0: Yeah. And yeah that, we didn't yeah. see him die so.
3: Yeah and that was like necessary to just show the fact that that existed in this world Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not like they brought back any other like Rob or Callan or any of them so I think they totally earned the John resurrection and any naysayers to this episode honestly need to uh, re-examine their lives (laughs) but thank you for listening naysayers (laughs) yeah you're idiots but thank you and uh, no I'm just kidding Um, (laughs) actually naysayers email us and tell us why you yeah tell us genuinely
1: think yeah
0: you guys can email us at losers at gmail dot com and give us any predictions or worries concerns hopes dreams for the next episode um, or tweet at us at losers table and on facebook and instagram at the same name so contact us if you want us to read your tweets on air
3: yeah and i'll dispute all um, of the negative yes. things you say that i don't agree with
0: Passionately,
3: (laughs) passionately. (laughs) Uh, All
0: right. Any closing thoughts?
2: Um.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Tormund and Jon Snow forever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Jon Snow forever. Well, what'd you say? What? And Hodor. And Hodor. Hodor and Jon Snow. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, Hodor.
0: Aww. Hodor. Hodor. (laughs) Let's all end on uh, just a good Hodor. Hodor.
2: Yeah. Hodor i oh, oh,
0: a <laughs> <laughs>